not the message for today. The message is for today is special ops. So we were, we were talking about uh, we were talking about how God has designed us and given us a special operation, almost like this whole life is like a military operation, strategic military operation, and and uh. So when I was talking to God, he said, you know what? He said, the special operation that we're talking about today is called Operation Christmas. What we're talking about today is called Operation Christmas. And even though it may, you know, okay, that has, that's a cute little phrase, um, you'll see how it makes sense. Um, and God said, I, I, I started this operation a long time ago, uh, this strategic plan. He said, so I, I wanted to send my best operative uh, to go in and uh, rescue prisoners of war, uh, those that are missing in action. Um, and, and the reason why is because we're the ones that's been caught behind enemy lines. And, uh, you know, I gave you this phrase before uh, that I heard a military phrase, no man left behind. Uh, and who told me? Somebody told me the name of the movie. I have mentioned the movies, but somebody told me that was it Tory. If somebody had gave me the, the the movie I was thinking about, but in the movie, the guy he, he wouldn't take his foot off the ground in the helicopter until everybody was rescued. Uh, not uh, nah, it wasn't that. This is a it's a Mel Gibson. It's an older movie. And uh, did you find that song? Yeah. Okay, um, and uh, do I have? I was gonna have my wife sing a song, and maybe she'll sing it next week. But it's uh, we have to find the track. She sang it a long time ago. It's called "Wounded Soldier" by Helen Baylor. If you could find that, uh, we'll play it later. Um, but it says uh, the lyrics go, "Don't let our wounded soldiers die." You know, and, and being out here living for God in this crazy world, it's easy to get wounded. It's easy to get hurt. And, it's, and it's, uh, as I was sharing with my family last uh, week in New Jersey, it's easy for us to get stuck. You know, stuck with, I can't believe they did that to me. I'm never going to forgive them for that. How dare they do that to me? Oh, I blew it. I made that mistake. Um, it's easy for us to get caught up. Uh, very easy for us to get caught up. And sometimes we get so caught up, we end up behind enemy lines. And so God, a long time ago, saw that a lot of his, his loved ones, his family, in his kingdom were getting captured. And a lot of us got caught behind enemy lines. As the amazing thing is, some of us have been caught behind enemy lines and we don't know we caught. We don't know we in prison. <laughs> you know, we operating like we free, but we in prison. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think about because I deal with a lot of people that, you know, they stick their chest out. I'm not, I'm not dogging nobody out. I just want to give us some angles here. You know, people stick their chest out to, you know, I don't play that. I, I'm telling it like it is, but people don't use that same strength to be free. They don't use that same strength to, uh, to not succumb to peer pressure. They don't use that same strength to not to yield to the weaknesses of lust and smoking, drinking, or what have you. You know, it's just, but, but they bold. They'll, they'll be bold to tell the Christian that's trying to help them to mind their own business, and I ain't nobody trying to hear that. But they ain't bold enough to tell them people that's uh, uh, got them locked up and held captive. And, and it's not because they tripping. It's just it's 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 a uh, 
I guess it's easy to talk to people that, that walk in love because you figure they ain't going to come at you but so, some kind of way, you know? Uh, but but we really have to uh, embrace what God's trying to do. Minister Samuel was talking about it earlier today. He's really trying to make sure when we receive all that he has for us and this new beginning is coming up that, uh, as Ms. Lamar was saying earlier today, that we're operating in love. And, it's, and, and, and I, heard, I heard my wife say this. I heard Minister Sammy say it. I think I heard Minister Lamar say it. I, I did hear you say it. Sometimes you think you're operating in love, you know, and it might be because I did a good deed that day. But love is, to me, is, is a faith work is by love, right? So that means what, what fuels faith is love, right? So that means love has a lot more influence and power over faith than even faith does. So if the just shall live by faith, guess what? The just shall live by love, right? So that means it's not a, it's not a love moment. It's a love life, right? So, 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 so it's like, this is how I live, not I'm going to conjure up special moments of love because it's Christmas or uh, somebody's birthday or we're at church and everybody's watching me. So I'm going I'm I'm to do my good deed. I'm going to help the, help the lady next door you know, that's less than me, and I'm, that's going to be my badge for the year while I do my dirt. Um, I'm supposed to be talking about love, right? <laughs> I just mentioned dirt. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, so, so, so it really, and I heard Minister Sammy say this. He was like, you know, it's a, you know, he was talking about the, uh, the solicitors. Yeah, right? Some of the solicitors coming to your house, and, and Mr. Jackie got to, like, re reel you in sometime because you're like, listen, Come up here again. See what happened. <laughs> right? But she got like, you know, sometimes, not all the time. But what he was saying is you don't know where you are really in love until it's tested. And, 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 and you know something, Trina? I think it's when things ain't going our way. Because if everybody's lovable, it's easy to operate in love. If everybody's like meeting your requirement of arrival. So in other words, they're fixed when you believe they should be fixed, they talk the way you believe they should talk. It's easy to walk in love. Then you don't even need no love. But I think love is needed when it's demanded is when you're in unlovable situations, situations where you got to use patience. And, and, and it's all different types of situations, Rob. Sometimes there's situations where people are shining so bright, you have to celebrate them, but you want to beat them. You got to operate in love, right? You got to celebrate them anyway. Sometimes it's their turn. You got to teach your kids that, right? Everybody's birthday ain't the same day, is it? So that means when it's one of their birthday, right? Everybody got to celebrate them and love them, right? They can't, you can't be upset because you ain't getting no gifts on somebody else's birthday, right? Right? <laughs> and so me and my sister was talking yesterday. Sis, so you said this. Uh, she was like... Uh, she says, well, you got a lot of information for what you're going to talk about. I said, the Lord will probably just bring it out. But we were talking about why, as adults, we're so irritable, nasty, selfish, and tripping at times. At times. Mr. Sammy said at times, right? Right? And, and I said, well, well, think about it. Let's go back to when we was young. When, when I told her, I said, think about it. When we was young... It's no different. People just are older versions. 
I was talking to my, 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 I was talking to a lot of family, talking to my aunt, my cousin, and they was like, why is everybody in church and all these different places, everybody trying to keep up, you know, everybody trying to flash? I said, well, it's no different than when we was in high school. You flashing your shoes or your, your suit or whatever you got new. I said, people just haven't grown up. They flashing as they get older. Well, it's the same thing. People have been selfish for a long time, and a lot of parents never nipped it in the bud. Right? They, you know, you just enabled it. You just babied the person, so now they're older, and they're just as selfish, but they have a platform to really affect people. Right? So, so, so this, 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 this Operation Christmas, I'll get back to the Operation Christmas, God a long time ago says, I got to put an operation in place because a lot of my children have been held captive. I need a special operative. He says, so, but I got to send my best operative. Now, I could potentially lose my best operative, but it's worth the lives I'm trying to save. It's worth, it's a covert operation. He says, it's going to be a covert operation that will require a tight strategic insertion into the enemy's camp and take back the wounded soldiers. That's what I'm going to do. Now, this special operative was his first soldier he sent out. Jesus. Sent them in to the enemy's camp to set the captives free. The scripture says this. He came unto his own and they received them not. He came to free folk and they was running. Like into this day now. Like think about it. anything about Christ, Christian church, anything is all about freeing people up. But, so why people running? I think you said something about running. But you said running from the people they're supposed to be loving, right? Yeah, I was, I was listening, right? So, so, you know, I didn't comment because I knew the Lord was going to bring it out with what I was going to talk about, right? So, so here, somebody's coming to rescue us and we running. We running back to the enemy. Right? right so, so, so just keep that in mind, this special opportunity. Let's go to Luke 4. It's a little foundational scripture here. Uh, as we uh, make sure we, because uh, we have the, a part in Operation Christmas. Right? We have a part to play here. So Luke, Luke 4, this, this, this is, you know, because there's, there's training. You know, when, when you're a special operative, you go through training, right? It's, it's, it's different type of training. I was, talk, I was uh, talking to somebody, and they was talking about the Navy SEALs training and some of the stuff that they go through. And, you know, uh, sitting in water, sitting underwater, you know, having to hold your breath a certain time, or just sitting in water. Sitting in water, holding a gun all day. <laughs> like all day or, or getting minimal meals or, you know, having to stay focused all day, you know, with nothing else to do. You know, like some of us is hard to stay focused for 10 minutes, but this is all day. So if I'm if, if God is sending us to go in behind enemy lines and bring back the captives and we have to we can't like we can't go in and get caught. We can't do a lot, right? <laughs> like you, can't, you can't be going someplace and then all of a sudden you become them. You can't get caught up in uh, we, uh, counterintelligence manipulation. Manipulation, the first stage of manipulation is called contagion. 
try to get you to go with it. No, no, I'm first. First stage is called uh, suggestibility. So, there's a, so, so I'm trying to influence you. I just need to get your attention first. Then the second stage is contagion. I'm trying to get you to go with the flow. Third stage is submergence. You were on that team. Now you're on my team. You, I, I done flipped you. You became a double agent. They call it counterintelligence, right? The whole purpose of counterintelligence is we trying to see who we can flip. But the only way they can flip you is they got to find something, some dirt. See, I'm going to bust you out. I'm going to arrest you for the dirt. But I'm going to say, oh, you won't get the punishment if you join my team. See, remember, Jesus said, the son of man comes, but he ain't got nothing in me. He can't flip me because there's nothing in me. Can he flip you? <laughs> yeah, can he flip you? See, see, this is, see, this, this is, it's a battle going on. I know the battle's the Lord's, but it's a battle going on. And we got to be sharp here. This is what he's talking about. We got we to gotta walk in this love package that you was talking about, right? And so, so uh, Luke 4, 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Good news to them that are without. I know we limit poor to those that are, are sleeping in the street, but it's some of us sitting in a room that are without the things that we need to live the fulfilling life and impact the lives that God wants us to save, change, and resurrect. So, so that would be us too. We're, we're without some things. I mean, Sammy talked about it this morning, didn't you? Then you talking about being without love and, and some things that we need. And then I heard Pastor Mel came in and she was like, man, this message was powerful. She said, you know, it has me thinking like, we think about faith and rescue and sacrifice and self, but some of us ain't think, are rarely thinking about love. Then that's close to what you said, right? Right? See, see, so the good news to the poor, them that are without, right? And then it says, uh, uh, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Right, me and my sister was talking about like every time my, our family comes together, and, and I know it's been some tough situations recently. It seems like we're healing more and more. Like it just seems like we're healing or, you know, you see it like we're all, we're coming together even more. You know, I was in, uh, we was in Jersey last weekend and went to see my dad. We was there to memorialize my mom and my dad's in the hospital. And um, none of those people had ever seen my father cry. My dad broke down. Well, everybody was broke down. <laughs> everybody was broke down in the room. Uh, but that's healing. You know, that's healing. That's, you know, it was healing. It was a lot of healing. We had some serious rap sessions. Now, I didn't do it. Pastor was good. They brought it up. Y'all brought it up. They started talking about drinking and all types of stuff. I asked them if they wanted to have the conversation with me. But I was, I was you know, I was nice about it. Talked to my sister. She said, you handled it okay. You handled it good. I said, because I, you know, I was, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go for the juggler or nothing. I just wanted to have a health. We had a healthy conversation, didn't we? Both sides shared their perspectives. We had a good, but that was more healing. It was more growth. It, it, it uh, extended relationships. It's something that God is trying to do. So heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Now, interesting enough, if you captive, why would somebody need to preach deliverance to you? 
you would think you do. You, we captive. Do somebody got preached deliverance to us? We trying to get out. Like, like we, we like, uh, uh, you know, uh, this great escape. The people is always trying to figure out ways. Uh, he's been in seven prisons and he's escaped all of them. I would be one of them dudes. I'd be one of them dudes that they be trying to find. They probably like, you know, they, uh, they said they created Alcatraz and place like that to put it like an uh, island on water for people that just could escape everything. I would be out there somewhere. They had to put me out there. And I figured out a way to get out of there, too. If somebody can come in, I can get out. That's how I be thinking. If somebody can come in, I can get out. Right? Like, I, listen, I, just all I figure all types of strategies. That was my reputation in basketball. I figure out a way to get to that basket. If it was one small spot, they used to say, man, like, we were guarding you, all of us, double or triple teaming, and we said, this is the only place he can get to to score. He said, somehow or another, you got there. I ain't no head. We, this is what we were protecting. And you figured out a way to get there. So that's what I would do. I'm going to figure out a way to get out. But ain't nobody got preach captive, uh, preach deliverance to me, and I'm captive. But see, there's people that captives that have got desensitized. They've settled for being bound. They're tolerating things that God says, no, uh, what's the song? I, I, I quote, been quoting it for years. Uh, I choose joy, Lana L. Harris says, I choose joy. He says, God wants to know what you're doing under there. They got people crying and praying for stuff. God said, well, before I answer this prayer, can I ask you a question? What are you doing underneath that? Right. Or I can see God going, so Wait a minute, you're asking me to set you free. Why are you even bound by that? With all the power I've given you. How, how, how can that possibly have trapped you? You gifted. Remember in the last days, they're going, is it Revelations, it says, they're going to say, is this the guy that shook up worlds and kingdoms that people were afraid of? Is this the guy that they, were, that they allowed to bind them up? How is that possible? With what I've given them, how could they ever be bound? I don't, because I can see God saying, there's no problem, I'll help you out, but just, just help me out. Like, I can see God walking up to us and going, like, like we going, hey, you here to rescue me? And he going, okay, you free, and then walking away. And then the person going, what do you mean I'm free? Like, no, you came to rescue me. Uh, dude, just push on the gate. <laughs> push on the gate it wasn't locked <laughs> that's what God's telling us yeah 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 push on the gate it ain't locked none of the cells locked because they won't worry about you leaving because you've been bound in your mind Like that, the whole time you going, I ain't going out there. If I go out there, man, they're going to they gonna start torturing me, this, that, and the other. He said, not only you can push on the gate, you can leave the building. Ain't nobody outside. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. This ain't a prison where they got soldiers or anything. Because you've been bound in your mind. False evidence appearing real. The whole time they got you thinking, he, he's, they got some speakers on making a whole lot of noise, but ain't nobody here and ain't nobody coming. You can just walk right out. <laughs> some people going to walk out the cell. 
Nah, man, nah. Y'all ain't getting me, man. Y'all ain't getting me. I know. Y'all trying to set me up. Y'all trying to set me up. Y'all saying right up in here. Right up in here. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> Are we serious right now? Are we serious right now? And, 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 and the thing is, we got swag locked up. You know what I'm saying? You ever see you edge swag? You know, we... Yeah, that's right. I ain't going nowhere. What? <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, what would we say? Uh, <laughs> the priest delivers to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Freedom, liberty. That's what the acceptable year is. Jubilee, freedom. I told you before is that they, 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 it, was, it was like the day of Pentecost is 50 years, but it was after 7-7, seven, 7 times seven, 7, 7, 49, the 50th year was Pentecost, the year of Jubilee. But the sevens, sevens, every seven years, people was released from bondage debt to anybody. And really, it's supposed to be, it's still happening, but somehow or another, since, look, since people locked up and ain't asking no questions, they figure, look, and they ain't even passed no law. They just stopped doing it. Knowing that wasn't nobody going to say nothing. Oh, we're supposed to release your debt, but you ain't going to ask no questions. Because you think I, we have more power than you have. They didn't pass no law. If they did, I ain't see it. No, they just stopped, they just stopped doing it. And you know what they said? They was like, they ain't going to say nothing. So we bound debt longer than we supposed to be. Like debt has a shelf life. <laughs> it has a shelf life. It can't keep you bound, but no longer than seven years. Some of us have been in the same debt for 20-something years. Look, we praying and believing for miracles, and God walking up to the debt prison going, you free. <laughs> no, man, just push the, push the gate, man. <laughs> just push the, just come on, man. What do you mean, come on? Was it that easy? Yes, it's been that easy the whole time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so, all right, so, <laughs> see, um, God sent a special opportunist, which was Jesus, but Jesus has been training and recruiting other opportunists for years, people like us, to help other people be free. Now, you ain't going to free nobody if you ain't free. Like, you don't go from the prison cell to the other prison cell to free that person up to bring them to your cell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you sneak out of your cell, covert operation. Yeah, I'm out. So you, uh -uh. did you sneak in the other person's cell? Yo, man, yo, I came to rescue you. So you bring the person out. You're like, come on, follow me. Yeah, we safe in here. No, no, no. That sound funny? But that's what we're doing, right? right, right. I can't believe they're allowing themselves. Look, look. I can't believe they're allowing themselves to deal with that foolishness. They need to leave that fool. Well, you tell them they need to leave that fool, that relationship, right? <laughs> and you're like, you need to let that go. What kind of person will let themselves be bound? Well, you've been in a relationship with that for like 20 years. <laughs> you ain't let that go. 
lust, anger, unforgiveness. You've been in those relationships for like 20-something years? You let them go? Oh, but, but you look, you sitting at the house, remember, uh, uh, so, so, you know, I'm from Newark, New Jersey, so, so, I'm saying this respectfully, just for record, so everybody have an angle here, you know what I'm saying? I know we all at a different level. So, you know how these people just, because you got this picture of gossip if you hear the word gossip, right? Don't you have this picture? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what my picture is. Somebody all day on the phone talking about everybody else. <laughs> I'm talking about the whole day, though. I ain't talking about, like, Tiff, I ain't talking about, like, one situation. I'm talking about, can't wait to get off work. As soon as they get off work, get on the phone, and for the rest of the day, they talking about folk. As if they free. Right? And so, some of y'all know them people, right? Don't say nothing. If, and don't look funny if you're the person. Because <laughs> you might be the person. But, <laughs> right, so, what I'm trying to say is, when you feel the confidence to talk about someone else, I think you were talking about that this morning, right? Love. You know, love, you ain't sitting around, you, you know, breaking everybody else down, right? All right. See, I was listening. I was listening, right? I not only was listening, I absorbed it, right? It's a good word, right? So that's it. So what am I doing if I'm bound? When do I have time, Tiffany, to talk about anybody? I could be using all my energy. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm coming down here now. What you gonna do? Yeah. Look. Don't distract me with another revelation. All right. So I could be using all my energy to free, get free. Right? Don't I make sense, Patricia? I'm using energy to discuss other people bound, but I'm bound. That don't even make sense, does it? I can't hear you saying amen. amen. I don't see you jumping and running around the church. I don't see nobody kicking, Minister Sammy. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I don't see nobody, you know, I do, Minister Sammy. <laughs> What's happening? We ain't getting no kicks. Tiffany, why ain't people kicking? We just said some wonderful stuff, right? We all free. We got look, look, everybody should be ha 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 ha. Or, or let me do we <laughs> All right. So 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 God is recruiting us for this mission. You know, the scripture says the labors are the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few, right? And uh so so we have this mission. And uh this mission, should you choose to accept it, it will require great strength. It will cost you your life. It will take all of your love. See, so Operation Christmas is going to cost you something. Your life is going to cost you all your love. And so now to pass this training, you got to see your cousin, your friend, or your neighbor at the grocery store and talk to them. No, I'm talking about... I'm talking about talk to them when they don't see you. You know the move we make? You say everybody's in a rut. Oh, oh, you, 
you, you, you put me out there. I heard you. He's like, Pastor pulled me to the side, told me. That was a private conversation. Nah, I'm not. I'm just playing. But he said, Pastor said, hey, you just you running. Slow down and fellowship, right? Didn't you say that? Right. Yeah. So slow down. You, dinner may be 10, 15 minutes late, but you might save somebody's life. You might not get those, that last rep in, but you might save somebody's life. You might have to have that extra conversation. You might have to talk to that person. Hey, might have to call some people, huh? Right? We might have to call some people. Look, look, we might have to talk to some people. Not talk about people. We might have to talk to them. If they rub us the wrong way, we might have to, hey, this, this hurt me. I might have took it the wrong way. Can we talk about it? Instead of talking to other people about it. The first conversation might be with the person that bothered you. Not the first conversation be with somebody else to get somebody to join in on a, I want to bash this person that I never, I didn't like anyway team. <laughs> right? Right? Might have, to, might have to operate some love, right? Guess what? We might have to take a, a back seat to complete this mission. We completed the task, right? The team got the credit, but no one mentioned all that we did. We might have to just roll with that. Instead of going, hey, 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 I'm the special one. These are just my little peons that I allowed to help me. <laughs> that wouldn't be love, would it? Look at me. Like I told you, my, my granddaughter, see, do you see me? We might have to allow ourselves not to be seen. But still have an impact. Can we do that? Guess what? Now, to, to pass this training, we might have to do something phenomenal, but operate as if it's normal. Not change our focus, stop serving, get arrogant, overconfident, you know, start, start, uh, uh, cause, you know, start, start putting out marketing. We doing, we're looking for a booking agent. <laughs> we're trying to get booked now because we did something special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, now we call your phone. Uh, uh, for any booking for Ray Lomax, uh, you can call uh, uh, Patanza Howard at this number. We doing that now? Because what? We're, we're on this mission. It's about lives, right? We're trying to rescue lives. People caught behind enemy lines. Right? We're going to have to talk to people. We might have to, hey, hey, we might have to fellowship. Because this is what I think about. Everybody in the room included. Whatever level we are with Christ, we, whether we are honest or not, we want relationships. But are we relatable? The interesting thing is we expect others to give to us, others to support us, others to pay for things, to be thoughtful. Are we these people? What are we giving? When are we thoughtful? I can't believe they didn't call me. And you were calling who? See, say again, we operation love. Let's stay, stay, stay with the love. Stay with the love. Stay with the love. Stay with the love. All right. Don't get, con don't get condemned. But that's what it's about. Christmas really is about love. Christmas is about God sent his special operative in enemy territory to risk his life to save lives. 
Now, this is the thing. The thing about what God did was he gave up a life. Right? Trusting that he'll get it back. He just gave it up. Not, not here, like he gave up all of it and I'm going to hold on to a leg just in case. He gave up his son, the best that he had, Amen. trusting that he would get it back. Amen. All right, so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, because I, you know, when I thought about, when I think about, I was thinking, I was reflecting on this, and I don't know if you got any of y'all play chess, but I'm, I'm a chess player. Well, I haven't played in a long time, but, but the reason why I love chess because it's strategic. Now, the interesting thing is, I was actually very good at chess, like, like extremely good at chess. I had to stop playing because your whole day would be chess moves. Like, you just, the whole day, that's all you'd be thinking about. It would just be in your head. And, I, and, and I'm going to tell you how I stopped. Uh, I, was, I was playing on a computer, and they have levels. So they had, you know, good, bad, whatever, but it was an expert level. So it took me, I don't know, it took me about four hours, five hours to beat the expert level. But see, I'm, I'm from the Muhammad Ali era. I can't just beat him once. I got to beat him twice, you know, just so it ain't no fluke. <clears throat> well, it took a total of eight hours for me to beat the expert level twice. So my wife says, uh, honey, I just want to just let you know you've been playing chess for eight hours. Uh, that's like working a job. Only you didn't get paid. <laughs> and I thought about it. I really thought about it. Now, some of y'all probably need to think about this with your PlayStations and all the things you do. Um, Facebooks and whatever. I was like, can I afford that type of time? No. But let's get back to chess. To win at chess, now you 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 gotta you gotta know how to I got you know set up a defense, you know, switch the castle and all that stuff. So you gotta set up a good D. But to really win, you gotta be setting up the D, have the person distracted on you setting up your D when the whole time you're coming up the back door to take them out covertly and then I y'all ain't gonna remember this I'm gonna tell y'all one of my strategies I'll be focusing on what I'm doing over here this is the whole, this whole board I'll be like and then I'll be like look like I'm worried like cause you you trying to do stuff to get into my defense and I'll be looking like I'm worried but the whole time I'm coming up the back door so what I'll do is I'm telling y'all all my secrets I ain't never told nobody this what I'll do is I'll be like man like, like I'm stuck and then I'll say well <laughs> You got me, I'll just take this move. So you're thinking I, I took a move just because I ain't had no other moves. But that's the move I wanted to make the whole time. <laughs> then, you know, you get me again, I'll be like, man. And I st I'm still over here. I'm like, man, man, see, I see what you're doing, man. All right, then I'll take another move. You think it's a wasted move. But that's the move I wanted to take the whole time. Then we over here again, and next thing you know, I'm going to check me. And you're like, what's going on? Now, the other thing, the other strategy is you got to be willing to give up something. You ain't winning that chess if you ain't giving up something. You ain't winning that checkers if you ain't giving up something. Actually, if you're really good, you're giving up a whole lot of pieces in checkers just as so you can get multiple kings if you know what you're doing. I, I was pretty good at checkers, too. But let's get back to chess. What people don't like to do because one of your best pieces is your queen. That's one of your best pieces. So the people don't want to give up the queen because the queen can do more than any other piece on the board. But if you know what you're doing, you can give up the queen. Right? 
gain a strategy, and guess what? You can get her back. You can resurrect her. You just got to get behind enemy lines to do it. You got to slip that little pawn up there that has pretty much no power. <laughs> and you got to protect this pawn that has no power with your pieces that have power. Let it slip up, get to the other side. Once it crosses all the way to the other side, it turns into a queen. It's resurrected. So this is what God is trying to do in our lives. It looks like we're losing something. And the devil thinks he's winning. Right? We're not losing and the devil's not winning. We're giving up our life to gain a resurrected life. See, the whole time, I guarantee you there was, there was partying, dancing in the spirit realm. All the demons. Yeah. Yo, you hear? You hear? Did you hear? Yeah, we got Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Man, y'all ain't getting no Jesus, man. Son of God. I'm telling you, man, we got Jesus, man. Yo, listen, listen, listen. And, and we, we just didn't get him. We beat that fool senseless. Now, if he had some power, after we, we snatched that meat out of his back, he did something. I'm trying to tell you right now. Wait, you talking about Jesus Christ? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm t listen, we beat this fool. Hey, we put, we put a, 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 this, this crown on it. This bleed and stuff like that. We just kept kicking him and punching him. He didn't know who was doing it. But we, and then we started talking, prophesy. Who, who hit you? <laughs> who hit you? Man, then after we broke him down, we made him carry his own cross to the hill. We nailed him with spikes to make sure he wasn't getting off that cross, man. Right? And he died. I'm trying to tell you, we died, he died and we buried him. Yeah, we, he died and we buried him. Listen, so, like, we about to go party. You coming? They partied for a couple of days. Till the news got out. News got out, he was risen. Man, ain't nobody risen from the dead, man. You tripping, man. Listen, I was there. I was there, man. Listen, he, listen, he, he gave up the ghost. I'm trying to tell you. I was right there. I saw it with my own eyes. Listen, man. He's risen. That's, that's actually the bad news. No, actually, that's actually the good news. The good news is he's risen. Now I ain't get the bad news. Now he got all power. Now he got all power. So the whole time we thought we was taking his life, he was giving his life up. And the exchange was, if you give your entire life up, no one told us this, you come, the only way you can be resurrected is with God's power. Now what we need to do is stop these other Christians from giving their life up. We need to start right now brainwashing them to be selfish. Think about themselves. Think about the only way they can get anything is to get it themselves. Because they start giving up their life they're uh, they going to get that power. And we don't need no powerful Christians. We just need Christ religious Christians. Christians that talk God, quote a couple scriptures, do a, a good deed here and there. We don't need no powerful Christians because we can't do nothing with them. Right now, we got these people locked up and we ain't even got no, no, no locks or chains or nothing on the gates. If they become powerful, they're going to walk through the gates. We don't need none of that. So, so, hey, this is the plan. 
Now, we got to bind them up in their minds. We got to get them with strongholds. All we got to do is get them to start questioning stuff. That works every time for them. You get them to start questioning stuff, they don't have the discipline to find the answers, and we can confuse them. Just get them into reasoning. And just send a whole lot of people around them that sound good about doing dumb stuff. And they'll go for it. Because there's very few of them that could be committed. Now, we got to worry about the committed ones. The ones that, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter what you, how you come at them, they just keep enlightening themselves. Now, we're going to be able to get the intellectual ones. Because they're going to be confident in themselves. They're going to be confident in their isolation. And that's going to be good. See, because when they get together, we can't do nothing with them. Well, we can get the individuals because they're alone. All right, so we're going to, now we got to work this thing right. And all we got to do is keep convincing the individuals that they're really free, but we got them bound. Because they ain't got no power. Right? So we're going to work this thing because this Christ, the Christ, I messed up everything for us, man. I'm trying to tell you. So we can't waste any time. We got to go at them violently because they're not going to violently try to protect their minds. They're not going to violently try to guard their hearts. They won't work as hard as protecting their minds and their hearts as we will in trying to steal. them. So we'll be good. We'll be good if we do this thing right. So God came up with a plan. All right, Jesus, let's, let's make it happen. Let's, hey, let's train some, some, some operatives. Let's train some soldiers so the eyes of our people's understanding will be enlightened. Let's train some soldiers so they'll walk by faith and not by sight. Let's train some soldiers so people will walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's train them so they, so they would actually submerge themselves in you because if, if any man be in you, he'll be a new creature. All those old things that's binding them up will pass away and all things will become new. We can do it, man. We can have them walking in impossible like it's normal. All they need to do is present themselves as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable on us. That's the least they have to do. And we'll resurrect them in power. Long as they submerge themselves in you, they'll, they'll be resurrected with the same power you have. Now, some of them are going to be foolish. They're not going to have the right attitude. They're not going to be able to operate in love, you know, because love, uh, it looks beyond the flesh. It looks beyond the head and it sees the heart. Some of them are not going to be able to do that. Um, some of them, they're going to get offended. And that's going to harden their heart. So that's not going to, they're not going to be able to make a sacrifice then because they're going to keep adding up suffered wrongs. He says that's going to be tough. Um, they're not going to understand love is all about reconciliation. But we need them to have the right attitude for this to work or the right be attitude. We need them to have the right be attitude for this to really work. Let's go to Matthew 5. 
In Matthew 5, you know, I'm not assuming everybody understands everything, but I'm also not assuming everybody doesn't. So if you notice already, fine. But Matthew 5 is a sermon. It's called Beatitudes. Is it, look, it's almost like this is how you want to be. And this is your attitude. <laughs> right? So, so, so Matthew 5, but we're not, we're, we're just going to um, talk about like these, the, the, the primary prerequisites to operate in, in Operation Christmas, right? And what it's really going to take for us to really uh, walk in our new year in power. So, so this is Matthew 5, and we'll uh, start here at verse 3. I love this. Uh, uh, when I teach on uh, humility, I, I use this, uh, this first part here. But it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, poor in spirit are are them that are without, but those that are, uh, are poor in spirit is another word for blessed are those that are in humility, okay? Uh, I don't have time for to do the whole teaching, but I, if you trust your pastor, I studied it out. He's saying blessed are those that operate in humility, for theirs is what? The kingdom of heaven. Kingdom means rule and reign. It's uh, you have, uh, you possess a level of power to operate in the spirit realm a whole lot different than those that don't have that power. So, so those that are in humility, it says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So now, Scripture says, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in, in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven, right? And so it says, we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but it tells us for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6.10, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, or or in, in the Old Testament it says, as days of heaven on earth. So the goal is for us to access some things, right? All right, so because again, we want to operate in this level of power. And then verse 4 says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, so, so, so the people that they're going to suffer loss, but they're not going to let the loss uh, t overtake them. You see what I'm saying? They're going to, they, they, they know when I've lost something, I'm going to gain something. I give you an example on the cross. Jesus said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? He gave it to so, so he, he, he was mourning. He has suffered loss, the loss of the presence of God. Right. But it says, blessed are they the morning, they shall be comforted. He was comforted, big time comforted with all power. Right. All right. So that's a whole nother story. But let's just keep going. It says, blessed are the meek. It says, for they shall inherit the earth. So we're talking about those that are in humility, having a a power, spiritual power. Right. Kingdom of heaven, because uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, see, he's telling us for us to operate in this Operation Christmas and to save lives, we have to have power here, spiritual power, but also earthly power, better to navigate the earth. But it says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit her. Now, now, that word meek is those that are willing to persuade and return for attack. Uh, Moses was considered meek. As his brother and sister dogged him out, oh, so we... We hear from God just like you. I can see Aaron going, hey, you needed me to speak for you. So, so we ain't rolling with you. And, and it said, the, the, the scripture says Miriam received, uh, when they tried to dog out Moses, who was their leader, uh, Miriam got leprosy. Now you, you ask yourself, why did Aaron get leprosy? But Aaron was actually wearing the priest's garment. You know what I'm saying? So Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was covered. If, if you even study it out further, when Aaron died, when he died, they took off the they took off the piece of garment, right? So you know we talking about you know 
these people that was first set apart to stand in the gap. All right, so she received leprosy, right? But Moses didn't say, yeah, talk about me some more. Well, what you got to say now? You got leprosy. It said Moses interceded. He prayed. Persuaded in return for attack. Now, that would be some love, right? See, 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 you, you have power in this earth realm where no matter how you're attacked, you use the power God gave you called love. I haven't given you the spirit of fear. See, when I'm attacked and I'm in fear, I'm going to attack. I'm going to retaliate. I'm going to, I may react the wrong way. The whole thing could have just been a setup to pull me out of the presence of God in the first place. But if I'm operating in what God gave me, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Clear thinking mind. Uh, so it was the second Timothy's word, one seven. Right, so second Timothy or first Timothy? Yeah, no, it's one seven, Timothy. All right. All right. So 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 again, this meekness is a prerequisite. How how many of us operate that way when we're attacked? We're looking to reconcile immediately. Our first thought is reconciliation. Now the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, we're ministers of reconciliation, right? Right? So so we're trying to, see, see, we're trying to bring the family back together. That's why I I think about Listen, there's some things that's hit me in the last couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong, um, because I care. I, I love my family. But I've also been watching God move to reconcile. And actually, it's, you know, at the beginning of the year, we start praying for families, and that's a part of the promise. Part of, I, listen, I know some of y'all don't got promotions, houses, jobs, cars, what have you. Okay, that's a part of the promise, too. But don't forget, we, we talk about family. We talk about redemption, restoration, reconciliation. I got the, the healing. I, I, I pray this daily for all of us. And I've been watching the Lord do it in my family. Now, that's a promise right there. See, again, I get it. It's nice to have stuff. Don't get me wrong. But God can give you stuff anytime. But it can't give your family anytime. So I've been watching God heal. I've been watching him make things whole because that's what his goal is. Because we get in our little funks. I'm going to use me. Uh, so, you know, I was out there wilding out. So, of course, I wasn't around my family because I didn't want nobody asking me no questions or challenging me on the things that I was doing. And then when I did come around, I did like one of my family members at the, at the, at the dining room table. I was unapologetic for what I was doing. So whatever I was doing, that's right, I do this. And I'm not going to get into the specifics right now, but... but uh, I was doing all types of pharmaceuticals and drinking and alcohol or whatever. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I was like, yeah, you want orange juice? I choose alcohol. <laughs> you know, I mean, so just different purposes. And, um, but I, then I started living for God. And when I started living for God, some of y'all going to hear this. It's cool because I was going to share this with you anyway. Um, but when I started living for God, I knew I was coming out of the world. So I didn't want to be around anything that was worldly. Which a lot of the people that was in my family, they were still doing some of the things I had stopped doing. So I said I couldn't be around them. So I thought I was doing the Christian thing, 
which maybe in that season, because Paul went three years and he didn't consult with flesh and blood for a reason. So maybe for a season was cool. But then God's like, now how am I going to get them? He said, I'm, I, I got to get, how am I going to get them if they don't see your life? If you don't share with them what's, what's impacted you. So I started going back home and instead of being the sin police, I just went home for family. And, you know, of course, I'm looking for opportunities. Y'all, anybody know me? I'm looking for opportunities to share the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Slip that in here. Uh, but my primary thing was I just want to love on my family. Primarily. But I was still looking for opportunities to share my testament. I was talking to my cousin. You probably going to remember this. And no one knows this. He knows it and I know it. Because no one was there in the conversation. It was in the hallway. Man, I talked to this dude for the longest. I shared my testimony. I shared why I changed. I shared why I started doing different things. I shared, I, I shared the different transitions that I went through. All of us in the hallway. So, out of, out of every, was, see, nobody, no, no one knows that. No one knows who it is. But as much as I was there for love, I, I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to share the gospel. Amen. Right? Amen. So, that's what God wants to do with us. But we're going to have to be meek. We're going to have to be humble. Right? We're going to have to, uh, verse 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they, they shall be filled. See, 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 see. This is my thing even with, I'm not chasing everybody down either. Because the Bible says they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So I'm going to try to love everybody, but I'm not going to chase nobody. I'm not going to leave the presence of God to go get everybody. You see what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that's important too. It says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So the scripture says, I would rather mercy than sacrifice. Some of us are so religious in our sacrifice, is at the expense of people's lives. Well, no mercy. They're a fool. They've always been a fool. And they're going to deal with what a fool should deal with. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, I'm not going to stain myself with even being around them. That's not, no, 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 no. No, there, there has to be a level of mercy and compassion. I'm not talking about enablement. Because sometimes we think love is just kindness. And that's not true. Bob, the Bible says God chastens on me love. The scripture says speak the truth in love. Right? The Bible says reproof and rebuke are good things. <laughs> right? See, so, but you can do it in love. So love is not just, because sometimes we use just kindness because now we don't got to confront nobody. But that, that we ain't going to go rescue them then. Remember we talked about this the first teaching. You know, we're going in enemy territory. It's a special ops mission. We're going to have to get through some landmines. People going to put out their landmines. They're going to they're get defensive. They're going to rise up with, with whatever, whatever their intellect is. They're going to hit you with their reasoning. Some people going to shut you down before you open your mouth. Me and my sister talked about that last night. I said, yeah, some people talking. Like, they ain't going to let, they're, who, who, somebody did it in here? It was Stella. It was Stella yesterday. See, I remember, right? So I was about to say something to her. She wasn't going to let me get it out, boy. She was like, yeah, nothing. And Pastor Keith, and Pastor. I was like, oh, I said, so you doing a Pastor Mel. I said, you ain't going to let me get it out, you know. <laughs> right, but they were, they, you know, they were funning, but. There's people that, they're aggressive, you know. They try to intimidate you. Landmines. So, so hey, hey you, you, you might get wounded, but is it worth the life? See, we don't want to confront, 
But what we're saying is their life is not worth me going through the battlefield. My, my, their life is not worth me looking bad to have this exchange. Or I'm not reaching them. And them at the moment. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're reaching more people than you think when you, when you talk to them. Just because they walk away with the same attitude doesn't mean they don't have something to think about. And when they wake up, they're going to reference what you gave them. But are their lives worth it? To have that, that long conversation. Not, oh, so you know what? Can't nobody talk to you? That, the conversation was only like 10 minutes long. Right? So we're going to have to go in. Remember we said, yeah, you're going to have to get through the, 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 the tricks. You know, people playing the victim. You know, and, 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 and this message was derived from me loving on my son. I'm going I'm to share. Uh, I was talking to my son, and first there was some landmines. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I got wounded. <laughs> but I kept in. I, hang, I hung in there, you know, because you know, I'm in training, special ops, you know, to get around some of these things, right? And so, so we, uh, you know, we end up having a, a, an exchange. Then, then I figured, I figured I was, I almost was there to rescue him. But uh oh, hit me with the victim. You don't care. I'm not gonna get into specifics. I'm gonna let you off the hook there. But some of the stuff you're saying, I could have easily backed off because now I don't want. If you're thinking this, I don't want to say nothing else because it will amplify what you just said that I'm doing to you. But I had to know that that was a perspective of defense, but it wasn't a truth. So I had to know what the truth was and still talk them through. So I listened to it. I took all the hits and I just asked him some questions. I said, so how did you, where did you derive this information from? Where did you think this? And he, you know, sharing some things. And I said, well, son, let me give you this, 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 and the other. I just gave him some scenarios for him to think about or, or of what we've done for his life or, and how we've been consistently. Because I'm not a, I'll talk to you about you smoking, drinking, whatever, but I'm not going to condemn you. I'll talk to you about it, though. I've talked to him about it, but I, I never go, you drug addict. I, I would never roll like that. I'm just not that type. I've never been that type of person. So I walked him through. I said, okay, when, I, when, 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 we talked, when I bust you doing this, or when I talked to you about you doing this, what was my response? I said, this is, this is the philosophy for when you go in on a mission. The assumption is maybe they're not aware. That's it, right? So I'm going in in love. Let's say my wife's trying to rescue me. So she come in, well, maybe my husband's not aware. So she makes me aware. Now, once I'm aware, then it's, it's different. I said, son, I just figured you, if you're aware, fine. But maybe you're not aware. But I'm not going in like, you don't know what you're doing. You lazy. This. No, 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 no. We, we can't roll like that. You're going to blow the mission. You're going to get blown up in the mission. You're going to be a casualty. <laughs> right? Just going in love. And we end up having a great conversation, like a real great conversation. And um, he said, man, dad. I just, you know, I was just getting a little edgy. That's all, you know, just a little. I thought you was thinking such and such. Right? So we're going to have to go. We, God's sending us on some missions. Didn't you say? This is love, right? This is Operation Christmas. Right? Christ, full of Christ. <laughs> Mass of Christ. Right? So, so God's going to send us on this mission, and we're going to have to love. And guess what? You want to give somebody something for Christmas? How about give them salvation? How about giving them freedom? Because guess what? Them gloves ain't going to free them. Actually, most cases, they probably ain't going to like the gloves, but I'm just saying. And them, them socks, you know, when you got a bunch of socks, you know, because they was on sale, they're just sending the people, they don't really like the socks either. 
right? Give him some, look, look, my sister said this. Oh, it was powerful last night. She said, she says, it just feels so good to live a life where I have no bitterness, no unforgiveness for anybody. I can sleep at night in peace. I'm not carrying no weight. She said, glory to God, hallelujah. She said, it feels so good. She said, man, she says, bruh, how do you feel that you're living a life and you're not carrying nothing? My wife will tell you, I, I, now I do this to a default sometimes, I like resolving everything. If it takes me all night. <laughs> but, but hey, hey, no reaction to that, no reaction to that. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, but my, the reason why I like resolving, I don't like carrying nothing. You don't gotta be laughing like that loud, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. All right, so, but I don't. She was, you know, that that was the amen. Just in case y'all wonder, what's the little little edge sarcasm there, a little laughter. But this is, I just like, I don't like carrying nothing. So when I go to sleep, I'm sleep. And guess what? I'm not sitting around thinking about every every mistake everybody made. I'm not carrying that either, because people make them. We had some snafus this week. Uh, uh, Marcus destroyed all the footage. I was just picking with him. Right? But he couldn't, the, the footage, the, the, all, everything we recorded. So some of y'all did some great teachings. It was gone. I mean, so all the focused teachings, Minister Sammy and, and uh, Ty, all them, them, them teachings were gone. All right, so it was gone. So we just talked about it, asked him. When he told me, I wasn't like, you did what? You're fired. He's not employed, but <laughs> he's not yet. We're working on that. But I didn't do that, did I, Marcus? Honestly. No, I was just like, all right, let's try this. I said, well, I'll come in tomorrow and see if I can work it out. Now, I know what I was thinking, but I was telling Stella, I know what he was thinking. Oh, my God, I done blew it. I, I told my wife, I said, Marcus is probably home right now <laughs> trying to figure out how to find that stuff. And then we came in the next day, we talked about it, and I tried some stuff, and I didn't find it. Then I said, I said, well, Marcus, let's try this. Let's try drivers. He said, Drivers. So he wrote it down and came back. Next day, he got all the stuff. But if, I'm going to tell you right now, if any one of us, especially if me, if I would have responded like, man, what are you doing? You're messing up. You're blowing stuff. You don't know what you're doing. We probably wouldn't have found it because we couldn't have tapped into the wisdom because we would have been so clouded by, you know, things ain't go our way. The bottom line is you just got to change it. Like, like the projectors messed up. Guess what? We can get as mad as we want around here. We got to change it. The bulbs are rare. We got to trust that we can find another bulb. Well, we have other projectors, and we trust that one of them will work. Um, but what are we going to do, get mad? That ain't going to fix it. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I like things excellent, just for the record. So it's not like I don't care. I do care. But, you know, what you going to do? So what I'm saying is we got to start operating better that way because we are so, um, what do I want to say, Ty, like, we don't have no tolerance for nothing. That ain't love. You ain't going to rescue nobody that way because you have what they need, but they're looking at how you handle stuff. So it's like, I don't want the Christian you have. You, you, listen. You walk around, you, you ever see the movies where they got the, uh, what do they call the, the jihad or whatever? Where they're going to, um, the people that are willing to blow themselves up. So they got all these bombs on them. So you just, don't come nowhere near me, right? 
But you, you, you want a great relationship. But you got all these moms, and, and you got your hand on two detonators, and you're like, give me a hug. <laughs> That's how you roll it. No, see, not, even at church, like, give me a hug. How come you don't come around no more? You act like you just, you know, you don't want to be bothered with me. I just want fellowship with y'all too. But they don't want to get blown up. I'm talking. Hey, they asked me to tell you. They don't want to get blown up. They saying, listen, they would love to fellowship with you if you could just remove all the bombs and the detonators. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. They told me to tell you. Said going into the new year, if it would be okay for you to defuse all the bombs, empty all the gunpowder out. Maybe remove them from the house so you don't pick them up again. And, and, and they said we would love to just embrace. But we don't want to risk our lives to do it. I was about to say make it easy. <laughs> make it easier. That's all right. Guess what? Because we're like, like, like God's trying to reconcile us. Bring us all together. So if you could drop the what's wrong with you attitude and say, I need to change, we're going to have a phenomenal year. Your whole families are going to be excited because now you're not thinking everybody else is tripping. You're realizing, oh, it's these bombs. I ain't know. My bad, dog. <laughs> right? So that's, that's what's going on. And we got to... We gotta, <laughs> <laughs> we got to op in love. You know, my wife, my wife said this. Uh, she said, love carries the weight of truth. But it's, it's, it's the weight of truth that people have to receive, is what my wife was sharing. Um, and yes, we're going into battle. But I'll tell you this. Just be obedient. Follow your commander's instructions. When you're obedient, the battle's the Lord's. When you're disobedient, the battle's yours. And that's going to help us uh, complete this mission. And I'm going to give you this last thing. It's something I was thinking about. Uh, something I was thinking about, you know, as I meditate, we're having a relationship boot camp coming up. And so we, there's a section on love. And I was thinking about how, um, because somebody said, or I heard somebody say recently, you know, it might have been Mr. Sammy this morning, but like, uh, or it might have been Amelia or one of y'all today was talking about love and it was like people think they operate in love but they operate in different types of love and um, we talk about this in our relationship boot camp you know there is uh, there is eros love you know that's that sensual type love and the thing about that that type of love it needs stimulus and touch it needs outside stimulus and touch so so that type of love you always want somebody to pursue you <laughs> that's, that's that arrows love yeah just, yeah like you don't feel satisfied unless somebody touching you or or somebody's pursuing you right then you got in love or we call it infatuation right and the tough thing about infatuation is that you know uh serotonin and dopamine type love you know you spend enough time around anybody you can get you can trigger dopamine or ser serotonin. You, it's cuddle hormone. It's called a cuddle hormone. But you, you see, you drunk on the cuddle hormone, but you actually think you're in love. But it's just infatuation. 
And you can gauge it, you could tell, because that can easily be flipped to hate, obsession, and crazy if it's not reciprocated. See, when you're infatuated, if the other person don't return their infatuation, oh, it's going to flip. Now it's hate, now it's obsession, and flat out crazy. Right? All right? All right, so, so you got, you got, your, uh, you got your, um, your in love, and then phileo love. The flail love is the brotherly love. It needs stimulus. It needs the stimulus of loyalty, familiarity, right, um, and commitment. If not met, it can flip to alienation, offense, and betrayal. See, so that brother, the whole got you. The whole brotherly love thing is like it's it's familiar. It's almost like you ain't called me, or so. So we're at the church, like we serve tons, hundreds upon hundreds of people. So. If a person is operating for Leo, they're always jockeying for position. So, like, if, 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 if we took you out to dinner, you happy. If you got a promotion, you happy. If, if you're a part of a particular team, you happy. If you're not, you're bothered. How come I'm not on that team? How come nobody told me? Where they're going, they're not taking me? So, uh, sometimes you invite yourself. Right, because you're used to Phileo. And if that's not reciprocated right, then you, you'll flip it into betrayal because it's all about a flesh connection. Then how come they didn't speak to me? Uh, probably because you were so busy speaking to them. Not. Okay, so, and then what we're trying to operate in this year is called agape love. It's that inside out love. Um, and it's thirst is communion, communion with God. It needs no conditions from man. It gets stronger the more it's given. Listen, listen. The agape love, the more I give it, the stronger I get. All the other types of love, when I give it away, I lose something. So I need, I need, I need you to, hey, hey, cuz. Now, I called you the last time, so you need to call me this time, otherwise... See, see, all the other love, they're, they're conditional. If the conditions aren't met, it flips to the opposite extreme of the, whatever, what is it, the loosey-goosey feelings or the butterflies or what have you. But agape love, there's no conditions. There's no conditions. There's no position that's necessary. There's no title. Agape love don't care what anybody thinks because it's getting its thirst from God. So, so I heard my wife say this, so, so, we got to grow or step up our levels of love. And our measure is agape. Unconditional. Do you do it just because you want to do it or you do it to be seen? Do you do it just because you want to do it or you do it to be heard? Do you do it just because you want to do it or you do it because you're going to hook me up later, Mr. Sammy, right? I just hooked you up. See, when you're not operating agape love, you have respect to a person. You'll only interact with those of some type of esteem that you think later on you can get a hookup from. But other people you disregard very easily. Because they're less than. You know what I'm saying? A, so so I, I can take an order from Minister Sammy, but then I can't take an order from Tiffany. Because Tiffany don't have like the same credentials. Or Mr. Sammy, he always like so seed in my life. So I'm gonna make sure whatever you need me to do, Mr. Sammy, 
Is Tiffany, what you want? Like, really? You don't even have seed to sow, so I ain't really worried about you. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany, it was just, it's just a, it's not true. It's not true at all. Was, Tiffany has seed to sow. <laughs> Tiffany sows seed. <laughs> Tiffany got seed to sow. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> cause God gives seed to the sower, right? Tiffany just got some seed to sow. <laughs> so I know you got seed. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, see, Tiffany distracted me with that look. She, Tiffany gave me the look, you know, intimidated me. <laughs> Pastor. My bad. Right, do you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 so God wants to operate in um, agape. All right. So that's all we have for today. Stand on our feet. Figure we that'll be our Christmas message.